This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. We love romanticizing diplo diplomacy and peace, whether it's Ukraine or North Korea or the African Sahel. We say peace is better than conflict, and it's true. But the fact is that peace comes at a huge cost. Like the Romans said, if you want peace, prepare for war. Every country is doing exactly that. They're either producing their own weapons or importing them from abroad. This trade has created one of the biggest markets in the world, the weapons market. Guess how much it's worth? Almost $1.8 trillion. That's how much countries spend on defense, $1.8 trillion. India was always a buyer in this market. We bought from Russia, we bought from France, but we never really produced top-class weapons locally. In the last five years, India was the largest arms importer in the world. Total share, almost 11% of all imports. But the trajectory is interesting. In the same period, the last five years, India's arms imports actually fell 21%. Why do you think that's the case? Because India is moving towards local production. It is turning from a buyer into a seller. Let me give you three recent examples. Number one is Malaysia. They currently use Russian Sukhoi fighter jets. But the fleet is facing two problems. A, it is getting too old, and B, no spare parts because of sanctions on Russia. So Malaysia wants to replace their fighter jets, and their top choice is India's Tejas fighter jet. Now first, some quick facts. The Tejas is a single-engine supersonic fighter jet. It is manufactured by the HAL, Hindustan Aeronautics Limited. The company's chairman says it is almost a done deal. Unless there is some political shift, Malaysia will buy India's Tejas. The other options are China's JF-17, South Korea's FA-50, and Russia's MiG-35. So why did Malaysia pick the Indian jet? Because India sweetened the deal. They offered to set up a maintenance facility in Malaysia. This facility will repair the existing fleet of Sukhois. Now, this is an important thing about arms trade. It's a buyer's market. Countries are spending millions of dollars. They have so many options and deals. So you better offer a competitive deal. In Malaysia's case, India seems to have done that. We are not sure how many jets Malaysia is buying, but they're sending a team of officials to India. Our second example is Egypt. And here too, India is sweetening the deal. Egypt is in the market for light combat, combat jets, and the Tejas fits the bill here too. It faces stiff competition though. So India is offering to set up factories in Egypt, basically produce the jets in their country. And this is an interesting offer. Egypt gets the foreign investment, they get the jobs, and they also get the jets. India, on the other hand, scores another defense deal, plus a factory in Egypt is strategic. It can supply to West Asia, to Northern Africa, all the big conflict zones. Last we checked, Egypt was still considering this deal with India. Example number three is Vietnam, another Southeast Asian country. Last month, India and Vietnam signed an important agreement. It covers mutual logistics support. What does that mean? It means military sharing. India and Vietnam can use each other's bases for repairs, or for refueling, or replenishments. India has already supplied 12 high-speed boats to Vietnam, plus a $500 million credit line. This money will be used to bolster Vietnam's defenses. Reports say they could be interested in the BrahMos missiles too. The Philippines has already bought them. Vietnam could be next. 
So those are the examples. Now let's look at the numbers. In 2015, India exported weapons worth 1,900 crore rupees. Compare that to 2021. More than 11,000 crore rupees. That's nearly six times more in eight years. And the government's target is even more ambitious. 36,000 crore rupees by 2025. That is India's target. I know it seems impossible. But global factors are aligning perfectly for India. For starters, the war in Ukraine. Russia is one of the biggest arms exporters in the world. They make up 19% of all exports. But Putin's war is not good marketing for his weapons. Russian tanks are breaking down. Their missiles are missing targets. So many countries are looking elsewhere for weapons. And don't forget, availability is a big issue. Russia cannot provide new shipments or spare parts at the moment. They need all hands on deck in Ukraine. So Russia's loss could be India's gain. Secondly, the militarization of the Indo-Pacific, specifically Southeast Asia. I'm talking about the Philippines, Vietnam, Malaysia. These countries face Chinese aggression on a daily basis. So they have very specific military demands, affordability and reliability. And India can offer them both. That too without political fallouts. You see, both Europe and America were imperialist powers in Southeast Asia. Buying weapons from them may not sit well with the people. For example, imagine Vietnam buying fighter jets from America, the same country that dropped napalm on their people. India, on the other hand, is an Asian success story, a former colony herself. So the global arms market is ripe for India to capitalize on, to make some big bucks. But a lot depends on smart deal-making and marketing.